Welcome to what is definitely episode nine. I know I screwed up multiple times about what episode number I was on last episode, which was eight, not seven. It's definitely episode nine of the Splitfire Gaming Podcast. Um, what has happened in the intermediate time? Uh, GW surprised us with some more Marine releases. Um, and that's it. Oh, yeah, I got I got 200 subscribers on on uh, the Twitter. So I'm officially an influencer. Not subscribers, followers. Subscribers is only fans. But you got more than me. <laughs> anyway, introducing the guest. <laughs> Let's cut out the intro. <laughs> it's all right, because uh, my guest this week is uh, Alan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Alan is um, probably the, the biggest star I've had on this. I know I had Graham last week or last time, and he was major, but Alan is big league. Wow. What, we've got 200 and odd subscribers on YouTube. I think encroaching 250. 250. You know. How, uh, how yeah. many Twitter followers have we got? Just to, just to big myself <laughs> up here. I only started. Well, I'm not. I'm going to defend myself. I only. I do not work social media, and <laughs> like I don't even. If I if it wasn't for Warhammer and the Warhammer forums, I wouldn't be on, even be on Facebook, right? And um, my girlfriend and my friends were like, "You need to get on Twitter. You need to get on Instagram." And I was like, "I don't even. I don't even know how to use them." And um, and so I think on Twitter I've got about four currently. But um oh, well, you know, I'll give you some tips if you want. <laughs> yeah, you give me tips. In terms of YouTube, like, yeah, we're doing we're doing really well. And on Facebook, the well, people probably actually don't know my name, but you know, Toy Soldier Tales is the channel and the Facebook page. And because you might as well pimp it now because nobody listens to the end where I usually put <laughs> the, uh, the, the the plugs. So. Oh well, you know, like Toy Soldier Tales is a channel that I set up on YouTube, Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter as well, but you know, I, I, you know, basically just copy the posts from Facebook and put them on there. And um, yeah, we record. We well, when it's not COVID, we do a Warhammer Fantasy Battle reports. Um, and we've just started our own podcast because we can't play Warhammer Fantasy. <laughs> so, so it's, it's almost like you're copying my idea. But, I, you know. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I did. <laughs> I was yeah, like, but, you're, but you're using your bigger subscriber base to like, uh, what's the word? Not undercut me, but outdo me, whatever that is. <laughs> oh, but but you've got 200 followers on Twitter. I've got four. Um, yeah, but you. This is turning <laughs> with disgusting loving, isn't it? We'll, 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 we'll stop comparing social media. How many OnlyFans subscribers have you got though? That's the major one. Um, none that I would own up to. <laughs> See, that's why you've only got four Twitter followers. You need to open new horizons. Um, veteran viewers, listeners um, will remember Graham last week said he appeared on your show. And to one-up that, I've actually remembered your name. And Graham didn't when he appeared in a, a section of your show when he was on the... Uh, when he was playing his Beastman. It was so funny because I noticed it during... <laughs> whilst we were recording and then and then, um, and then when i was like obviously editing the video i was like you just don't know my name <laughs> i i think it was very good of you not to just edit it out but to 
bring massive attention to it. <laughs> I love taking a mic. It's fine. Yeah, it was, uh, and then I, I, I finally watched the... Um, I was watching it all the way through and the post-battle discussion, which I hadn't watched before, I was like, <laughs> this is going off the rails. He, yeah, Graham can talk. He's he brilliant on a podcast. He can know, talk. Let's just wind him up and let him go. Um, <laughs> how did you get into... Um, uh, battle reports. What it was was um, clear case of why don't we just give this a go, and then I'll just see how hard it is, you know, editing it. Um, and I did it. It took forever to edit, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, I, like, I really, I really can't do this. And then it wasn't until um, you know, like a year or so ago, that I just couldn't find content for warhammer fantasy battle reports i used to like watch like once bitten um but his was just like pictures and he'd talk over the pictures and i was like oh you know and then um and then what it was i think i started watching 40k in 40 minutes and and i was like oh these guys these guys are the best you know the the graphics and everything they do oh it's fantastic i was like oh i'm gonna give it another go so that's why we started it again you know um, I, I know exactly what you mean about uh, mini wargaming because if you took a shot every time they forget steadfast, oh. uh, you'd have uh, cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> uh, and you know, you know it's coming. Like, oh, you've lost by two, right? So that big unit that is going to break in a game-breakingly um, bad way uh, because they've forgotten you don't modify the elite ship every time. Uh, they, I think Ash sometimes like was the worst, like right at the beginning because. Um, he he was obviously the most knowledgeable player out of all of them, and the others just believed him. <laughs> and then and then he'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's this rule." And then don't get me wrong, that guy knows about twenty different rule systems, <laughs> like you know, thirty different games. But you know, he he, you know, but it was like Blade. One of the things that got me was he once did something like four wounds in combat, right, or something like that. And then he was obviously going to lose the combat, but then said he'd done eight wounds. <laughs> something like that. That was like oh it was oh it was something like um the mountain had caused like eight wounds and you know and then he was like oh you've caused four wounds. <laughs> it's like no he did eight. <laughs> you know, it was something yeah. like that. And you're, like, you're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it it is difficult to keep track though, um when you do the battle reports. There 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 the recording is a lot harder than than you think um and trying to keep track of the game but also trying to make it enjoyable but or, but also thinking ahead like how is this going to look on camera it's it's, it's quite quite difficult um, i can see so. i can see it's definitely yeah i can see how it's difficult but after like the 10th 20th time i, I start <laughs> lose sympathy like yeah. yeah, they're gonna forget steadfast. I don't want to dump all of them in your game because they do produce um, uh, fantasy content, and mm. they don't give a shit about a tiny little YouTube uh, channel criticizing them anyway. And fair enough. Uh, what did you see the the worst one, which I I don't think they should have published because um, it's so wrong, is where the uh, is Josh versus um, what's he called Lucas. Dark Elves, and he takes his ward and the regen saves um, for the Cauldron Death Star unit. He takes them both. 
every time. Like you, <laughs> th- this game is totally void. <laughs> Oh, I think I watched one once. That was a bad one, but I remember I watched one once, and I think like the guy, like Lord, died on turn one, or 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 something. There, there was something like horrendous. Oh no, I just remember what it is. He was playing against vampire counts, and he was using like ogres, and he knew that he was playing against vampire counts. Right? They obviously talk before the battle, and so he took a hell heart. And he just ran his ogre board like, right up, <laughs> used Hellheart, and just blew up all the other guys' wizards. And it was like, and on like turn one or turn two, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I like, and then and then the game was over in like thirty minutes. <laughs> that's that's not good for television. That's good for tournament play. Uh, and, and, but... I know, I know, I'm going to get criticised because you know I took a flaming banner against. Um, wood elves, right? But um, the the thing is, is like I only get time to record one game, whereas it's their job, their full time <laughs> job, to re- record games. Surely they could have put a better episode out that week. Put <laughs> in the vault, and you've had to pay for it. Oh, God, I've never paid for the vault. I, I went through. Um, I paid for it, then they stopped doing fantasy, so I stopped paying for it, and they brought it back a bit, so I bought it again, and then I stopped, and then I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not consistent. Uh, um, no, it's not. But my usual question is, how did you get into the hobby? Well, what it, what it was was um, I was it I was in like I was old as like seven or eight or something, and. Uh, my old man was in the army, and um, we were walking past the games workshop one day, and I was like fascinated by all the, like the 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 models in you know in the window, and you know I obviously played with like toy so like plastic World War Two soldiers, you know that you could get one hundred and fifty of for twenty pence, you know that kind of thing, and uh, my dad was like, all right, you know he likes this, and so one day he. He came back from the army, um, you know, on leave, and he'd bought off one of his soldiers, um, like a fully painted, um, I think it was like a fourth or fifth edition, um, undead army, right? You know, when they when it was still had like mummies and vampires and oh, the combined undead, yeah, like combined undead, like army, and he was like, Here you go. And like, gave it to me, and and I was just like, oh, you know, this is amazing. But I'm, you know, at the time, I was seven or eight, it was probably a really bad present because <laughs> I, I I ended up trashing it, <laughs> you know. And um, did, did you carry the metal models around in a plastic carrier bag? Oh, dude, I fucking it was awful. What I, you know, what I did to him, you know, uh, I used to play with him in the garden, you know, in like the grass and the plants <laughs> and you know stuff, and it, you know, I absolutely trashed him, but. What happened was it got I got to about ten, ten or eleven, and um I was like, you know, I've got this rule book. I, I might as well read it. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, so um I, I read we've, it. We've exhausted all the possibilities of grass based um entertainment. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know, and so I read it and then I was like, all right, okay, this 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 seems fun, you know, because I used to like play chess and stuff as a kid. And I was like, all right, this seems fun. And um, I remember getting like the army together, and you know, got like someone like a couple of units, and 
you know, like my character and stuff. And I went down to like Gabe's workshop to like join like beginners Sundays and you know and things like that. But they'd already moved on an edition <laughs> by the time like I came round. So you know, it was I was so, like all. All the rules I'd learned were wrong. It's <laughs> an early introduction to Games Workshop sales practices. There, <laughs> all these models are useless, and we've split the armies. <laughs> oh well, you know, like I, I tried getting into fantasy, but I found it really difficult, and there wasn't many kids my age who played it. Um, you know, early, you know, this is like sixth edition, like fifth, sixth edition, something like that. And so I ended up joining the 40k bandwagon, um, and I didn't play fantasy again until 7th Ed. Oh, that's a bit of a gap. Yeah, it's, it, it's because, like, as I said, like, no one my age played it. Um, it was, you know, all the older men, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know who, who played it, you know, and all the kids, you know, on beginner Sundays played 40k. So I played 40k, and then I was just, became like an absolute 40k whore um you know grew up with it start you know went to tournaments um you know i did went i was i played a lot of 40k tournaments in my time and it got to the point where i was finding 40k really 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 easy um and i i had this like almost absolutely disgusting army list that had something like a hundred odd wins and two losses, you know, and um and I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go get back into fantasy, um, because that's a harder game to play at the time. So that's when I made the switch to um to fantasy. Did you ever go back to 40k or was it fantasy <laughs> I, lowest? So what it was was I became a fantasy, you know, I sold my soul to fantasy um loved it loved it loved it i didn't go back to one dead i played um well it's it like uh beastman you know warriors of chaos that kind of thing and um because Cha- i used to play chaos space marines is my like and chaos demons is my 40k army and um I every now and again, some people who I'd know would be going to a tournament, like a forty k tournament, and be like, "Oh, can you come along?" You know, it'd be like a teams event, and they're like, "Oh, can you join our team?" And so I kind of was like a bit of a forty k mercenary, and I played up until I think it was um, sixth edition, seventh edition, something like that. Um, I think I maybe played two games of seventh edition. I was like, "Yeah, I can't get into this." Um, the magic yeah. is gone. Yeah, well, the magic had gone. The magic the psychic had gone. phase had gone anyway. <laughs> well, it, it the, literally well, hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was like seventh edition, and because I I remember playing sixth, and I was like, right, okay, I'll learn sixth, and then two years later, seventh came out, and I was like, it's only been two years. Like I've only just I've only just learned this edition, <laughs> and now you brought out all a whole new one with like new books and everything. And then, so I didn't really play seventh. And then I was like, oh, I might get into it again. And then they're like, oh, wait, apes out. And I was like, okay, that's been three years. And then all of a sudden, knights out. And it's like, been three years. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 calm down. You know? Ratchet up. Not yeah. Gone in the days of seven years between editions. Was it oh. fourth and a fifth or third and a fourth is almost a oh. decade long? 
third into fourth was I think six years. It was like nineteen ninety eight for third edition and two thousand and four for fourth edition. But I, I started playing when it was f- third edition, um, forty k, and so you know I played like four or five editions of forty k, um, and you know I was a slave to it. Um, but now fantasy is the game for me. It's my favorite game. I love everything about it. So yeah. Well, that's a good time to mention that the topic that we've decided to talk about is Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Um, And as we were discussing before, we have made no notes. (laughs) (laughs) If we can't talk about this uh, game that we both love without referring to notes, it's very sad. Yeah, they're very true. (laughs) Um, I I don't know if I've explained this before. I probably have. I got into fantasy. Um, it would have been fourth edition, and I think I was about eight or nine. And we went from the old epic. My friend just brought some epic models that he'd been introduced to because he was two years older than me. Mm-hmm. So we went from epic. We went to Titan Legions, and then just as like I think we did a bit of forty k second edition, and then just as like a fiat because he was the oldest. Said right, we're doing fantasy now. Like oh, what's fantasy? <laughs> like, well, it's like this. It's um, uh, and it's just sort of like, oh, I don't know what is it right. You're doing dark elves, like right. <laughs> so I'm doing dark elves. Then. So I've still got the fourth edition army book, and we had wow. some of the, the metal models, and we didn't. I don't even remember, think we played a proper game. We just sort of assumed what the rules were, and um, for whatever reason, I don't know whether it's the fluff, the law, the the way they they rank up. Um, it's all from then. It's just been the game I've liked the most. Um, and we went, so that dropped off and then we got back into it sort of in the early 2000s. Plus sixth edition. Yeah, so sixth edition where I was Lizardmen. And that was, we had, uh, John and Adam have already been on uh, before. We had a, the people I played the most. And um, we played quite regularly then, and that's just when you start to understand, like, oh, it's blocks of infantry. Positioning is really important. Um, how you set up has a massive impact on the game. And we played some massive battles like at the time, because 6th uh, edition, it wasn't as, like, the unit size, it hadn't inflated like it did in 8th. Mm. But we were playing, like, 3,000-point battles, and they would team up, because I had, for some reason, had the, big, the bigger army. So we did these <laughs> massive series of, they would team up and fight against me. I was very excited because I applied some real-world um, tactics. That, you know, like uh, the bleak order or refused flank. I think is another. Oh thing. yeah, refused flank. Yeah, I, I used to one. go on about all the time. But it's I was it's connected to Fred the Great anyway. You pile all you you pile your strongest units on one side and you roll it roll up on one flank. Mm. And I did that in a game like, wow, this actually works. This is like being a real general. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you get that feeling as much from the skirmish or the other games uh, i don't know whether it's that or it's probably that combined with the fluff and the law which i know the 40k fluff is really good but there's just something <laughs> i i know exactly what you're talking about like yeah if you, if you, if you like ranked up a 2500 point warhammer fantasy army it looks like amazing, you know. There's like blocks infantry, there's cavalry, you know, maybe some monsters and stuff like that. It looks fantastic. Um, but if you like rank up like 
let's say rank up, if you place <laughs> 2,500 <laughs> points of 40k, it's like four models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's not an army. <laughs> no, it's, it's, well, where's, where's the rest of it? Like, yeah. yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and then we, because everyone sort of moved away, or John moved away anyway. Um, so that sort of petered out. And then I sort of started on eighth twice. Um, the new eight, because it was Iron the Blood that came out, and I thought, oh, I'll give, no, I'll give Skaven a go. Um, and uh, so I had a reasonably sized Skaven army. I played one or two games, and then for some reason, I just thought, I'm going to, I think. Vince, who was on episode two, he had um, just plugging my own show here. He had <laughs> um, he got the high elves from the Island of Blood, and I said, oh, mm. I'll, I'll try. You know, I've always I've, uh, in the back of my mind, I'll try high elves, uh, and I bought them. And it's just the like, it's you know, like, where where have you been all my life? Like this is the best. <laughs> just, I like how you started with dark elves, though. Yeah, it's it's I've come full circle, um, <laughs> and it's like. I could play this game all with the high elves. I could play it 24 hours a day. Um, and I think I've done like some days where I've done three or four games in a row and like, I, I can keep doing it. It's just, I just enjoy everything about it. Um, and I know you, you were saying before you, you didn't like pre-measure, you know, but I just find eighth to be the best iteration of the rules. Um, it, it, I, I think... So I, as I said, as I said, I came into like fantasy again properly as an adult in seventh edition, and that really suited my tournament player, you know, ideals and you know bending the rules or like <laughs> ab- ab- abusing something, you know, and. As an aside, I should point out that you are the person who introduced me to the White Lion, Lariel, Banner of the World Dragon unit of death. Yeah, so, I wasn't even using that though, was I? <laughs> no, <laughs> you just uh, you just because uh, um, we met at a, a tournament. I think Graham was organised that. It was time. a Graham's tournament, yeah. Yeah, and it was just sort of why are you using a white lion horde with a lion thing? <laughs> like, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> well. well yeah, okay, we'll co- I'll come back to that in a second. But <laughs> yeah, like it, I was seventh, it really suited my like you know my tournamentness, and I'd go to like the you know the grand tournaments at Warhammer World and like a splattering of like other tournaments, and I'd always be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but <laughs> I found I remember uh, I was working for a, a Games Workshop at the time, and. Uh, was I working for Games Workshop at the time? No, maybe. Might have. Might have just left before, but 8th edition came out. And um, I remember reading, you know, I think one of the first army books that came out for 8th edition was the Orcs and Goblins army book. And I remember looking at it going, this is really well written. I'm not going to say that about all the 8th edition army books, but I remember reading the Orc one going, this is really well written. There's nothing too overpowered. Um, you know, it's really, you know, I, I love the way it's put together. And then I really liked the, like, the condensed magic items section. Um, and some people obviously won't, but, you know, I thought it was quite characterful of orcs because they don't really make their own magic items and they steal magic items off other people. Yeah. Um, it, and I think it, as well for me, um, gameplay, so if you've got too much choice, there's things that you would never pick. Um, it, 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 yeah, exactly. So 
I, I was like this. I was like, if this is how all the books are going to be, then this is this is going to be good. So I definitely prefer eighth over seventh. Um, I think eighth's brilliant. Obviously, I play it as much as I can, but there are issues with it, like there are with any game. <laughs> you know, I, I will attempt to defend it against everything, but yeah. I, <laughs> so I said other ones like the reasons that die is everything I like about it. <laughs> the massive <laughs> units, which prices everybody out of uh, introducing, uh, getting into the game. But, um, well, go, going back to that game we played at Graham's, I think you were using like you had like, a unit of Swordmasters with Banner of the World dragon on it and he had like a level four like arc mage in the unit and i was like okay yeah that that's that's like fair enough um and i was using i think is that right i think you're using that yeah i think the one i went for because i think it was the first tournament i ever did but i think it was um a unit of 30 phoenix garden a unit of 30 white lions and there would have been a Uh, mage in one of them yeah yeah, well, well, either way, you had like this this elite unit with like Battle of the World Dragon, and it ended up like fighting my Demon Prince, and obviously my Demon Prince co- couldn't cause any damage to you, but I'd like planned for that, and like I think I rolled up like the rest of your army, and but but because they're Swordmasters, they couldn't hurt my Demon Prince, and I was like, if you'd taken White Lines, you'd you'd smash him, you know? So, like, you know, so... That's um, frustrating, because it's like, it was, you were Nurgle, I think, so it's like, this is all minus one, so I can't re-roll, even if I'm re-rolling, I'm still missing half of them. So, uh. Well, yeah, because it yeah, because you, I think you're on like fives to hit, because he's like fours to hit normally, and then fives, because it's like Mark and Nurgle, and then because you've got great weapons, you don't get to re-roll to hit. No. Nah. So yeah, he's he's he well yeah, he's a he's a tough boy, you know, but um at the time I only I only like play with fully petted armies. Um and at the time my Warriors of Chaos was my only fully petted army. So that's that's why that's why I used him. But and plus I, I wanted to win. Some people have just yeah, yeah, there's that of course. So just, just take Nurgle at universal minus one to hit. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Not just, it's not just that, it's the um the laws, laws of magic that it opens oh, up for you. He's got the best chaos law uh, law of magic. <laughs> and he's at universal minus one to hit. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> not that I'm bitter or anything. But this is coming from the guy who plays Lariel White Lions. You told me to. That would never have occurred to me if you hadn't said it. I, I, I think as well, it's like you, you were said to, because um, obviously we're in like a forum together and I, you're going to the Cardiff tournament, aren't you? Yes. And you know, you, you, know, you set up like the, the banter group for that and you know, you're talking about like this is the list you're gonna take, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I wrote that arm. <laughs> <laughs> really you said me a list going, oh, I'm thinking of doing this, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'd tweak this and tweak this and tweak this. It's even got a return of the uh, noble on eagle with the, the crown. Noble, crown. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wrote that arm. <laughs> well, you can't improve on it. Yeah. Uh, so, you, can. you clearly have like. Um, 
I, I'm, I can't, you know, like people just see things and just say, oh, that it will work with that and that will work with that. And that will be like a very, very powerful list. I don't have that ability. I can just copy. Uh, it, 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 I think what it was, was like, I'm a very competitive person, you know, and that obviously comes across in my videos. I've, I've had a few hate comments on YouTube <laughs> because of how competitive I am, but it's fine. <laughs> it makes good, I think it makes some good content. But, um, um yeah like i you know i used to play chess competitively as a as a kid and then you know with, with like warhammer and i was just like wait i can compete in the army list phase <laughs> you know when you're designing <laughs> your army list like <laughs> prior to even getting to the battlefield you know i can compete on a on a numbers on a numbers level and it got it got quite sad at one point because you know, I mentioned earlier I'd like that 40k army with like over 100 wins. I, what I'd do is I'd actually tour the country going to different stores with that army, like trying out at different stores to to get it ready for tournaments and stuff. And that's, uh, that's a level of commitment I can admire, but I'll, I'll, I used not to play replicate. I used to play a lot of tournaments. And um, <laughs> what it was, was I, I worked out that you know, because it was based upon like juggernauts of like, blood crushers of corn, right? Juggernauts of corn, whatever they're called. And um, I worked out that you'd need 132 guardsmen shots to kill one of them. And I was like, and like, you know, based on the averages. And I was like, right, I can take 24 in 1500 points. Yeah, do you do um, math hammer? Because. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so before, <laughs> before they're not like I don't like talk about it with people, but like when when I'm like deploying or I'm thinking about charges because I've been doing it for years, I work out the odds really quickly in my head. It's so always, it's always fifty fifty. You either make the charge, you uh, no no <laughs> yeah okay I know those I know those odds, but <laughs> no like I'll I'll work out before I can make a charge like um you know, what kind of combat res are you going to have, you know, before, you know, after the fight, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> obliterate everyone in the, uh, in the tournaments. But, uh... Well, I, I do, I do miscalculate and make mistakes. <laughs> you know, uh, you know that's, I... that's something though, that the game, I think more than, other games is it works like if you want to do a horrific competitive list and you agree that with the opponent it can accommodate that but if you want hmm. to do like the tyrannoc chariot list you can do that as well so we'll just power it down um i, I think i think that's what I, you know like my last warhammer battle report on the in the youtube channel um was high elves versus like orcs and goblins and I was like, you know, I've been using like my tournament demons and, you know, I've used my like, ah, I think I'd use like, I'd use like a, a non, I used like a pure corn demon army, which is not very good against Graham. You know, we agreed a composition score, I think of around eight, like plus eight prior to the battle, <laughs> you know, so I was like, right, let's, let's make it like a non cheese battle. And he was like fine with that because he's not a competitive player. And then against James, who is a very competitive player, we said for like for the last battle report, oh, we'll do it around plus six, plus seven. 
you know, so I quite like agreeing a level of competitiveness before the game, but if it isn't decided, I'll probably just roll up with what's strong. You know? <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs> You've been warned. Make, make, make an agreement with me beforehand. Expect pain. <laughs> um, a bit like, I'm not bothered either way. I, I'll, I know Graham prefers the fluff side of it and some people mm. prefer that. I'll play either version as long as I'm pre-warned because uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not the world's greatest player, but I like that part of the game where, like, I don't see because I do still play a bit of 40k, um, but you don't really see like, oh, I'll bring my depowered 40k list because you're just going to oh. get annihilated because that's just not how the game works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's probably not designed to work like that now. Well, I wouldn't be able to tell you. No. <laughs> no. So stop talking about forty k in a fantasy themed chat. Um, that those points though you're talking about there, that's um, oh those plus scores. That is mm. the triple crown comp, which uh, yeah. if people aren't aware, which they will be, because the only people who are listening to a fantasy podcast are people who are interested in fantasy. Mm. That is a particular way of grading uh, army lists, which yeah. um, if you've got a positive comp. Like you can be up to plus 10, I think, depending on what you pick. Yeah, it's the maximum, yeah. yeah. And that's added on at the end of your final tournament score as a sort of reward for taking less strong units or less synergistic units. It could be even less the stuff that's least taken. Least taken. You know. Yeah. And, um, can't, but you can have an unlimited minus. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think the... What was the list I first drafted was like minus 11. With a two Phoenix Alariel Final of the World Dragon on the unit standard rather than the SP. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there something to just going all in on a minus and hoping you obliterate everyone to make up the points difference? So, from my experience, I've been to Triple Crown a couple of times now. Um, and I've taken high elves both times. Uh, two different lists, though, like very similar lists, but two different lists. Um, I think the first time I went, I went with a minus six, and then the second time I went, I went with a minus five. And from from talking to people there and talking to the organisers, and you know, like some of the more competitive people, um, it, it, I it came established very quickly and came apparent that there is a magic number, and the magic number is around about minus five. So minus four, minus five, minus six, uh, which is kind of where I'd put myself anyway, but that seems to be around the magic number area because um, the, the the James has said it best on, on the podcast previously is the way to think about it is each game you play, you get a maximum of 20 tournament points and, you know, and, and the least you can get is zero. Right. And if you take, let's say, a minus 10 list over five games, you actually get minus two per game. So really, the maximum amount of points you can get in a game is 18, um, which is, you know, and it, you've just got to factor those things in. Whereas if it's like minus five, well, I'm, you know, the maximum points each game really I can get is 19. So you really have to f- you think about, well, if I get 19 points, but I win all my, you know, if I win all my games and the minus five at the end, it, it, there's a bit of thinking about it. But the the minus 
uh, five minus six areas is is probably the best. But I was a bit different to you when I because your list that you're thinking of taking this time around is like very similar to the list I took last year. Apart well, from you wrote it, that's why. <laughs> but I yeah, but I made mine. I think it was like a minus four or a minus five. So you know, I I had like Ilarial, Banner of the World Dragon, the unit, the White Lions, like thirty eight White Lions, like a massive unit, and the two Frosties. But I still got the minus two around minus four, minus five to make it. So I still have this really powerful core of the army. But then I'm still around like a good numbers area, so I'm not losing too many points. I'll, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing like you know the Highlander thing. Um, mm. You get plus three for having only one of each type. I think I got it down to something around minus three, just with. Mm-hmm. But I think I switched out some of the phoenixes. So I'll try it. Again. It's just I've been not that I was ever any good at it, but you you know when you out of practice with writing lists. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I haven't written a fantasy list for over a year. I, I don't think I've ever been out of practice with writing lists. <laughs> just do it when for I'm, fun. Yeah, you know, like some people like to to read or go on social media when they're on when they're in the you know in the bathroom. Whereas, like myself, I write armor lists. <laughs> Getting a deep dive into the, uh, the inner workings of your mind. <laughs> some of the best ideas were thought up on the toilet. <laughs> Was it putting a Lariel in a Block of white lions, or was that that pre pre sage that? Well, the thing I tell I tell you what made me think of Alariel, and it it wasn't my idea. I'm going to be completely honest; it wasn't my idea. Um, I was I I was like, well, I'll take a high mage, you know, I'll take a high mage, you know, with uh, Book of Hoeth, you know, uh, that was my thing. Book of Hoeth, Talisman of Preservation. That this is my you know. And then I was looking at it, and um, I was looking at the tournament comp. And I was like, "Why is she minus three? <laughs> like, you know, she's got to be good if she's minus three, right?" <laughs> you know. And then I looked at it yes, and went, <laughs> "Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I like that." <laughs> so, um, so that's how you know. Like, but so obviously people had already thought of it. You know, it wasn't my idea. I'm not taking credit for it, but uh, I did introduce you to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then you get you get shit for it <laughs> all the time. So I didn't come up with it. I just like using it. Uh, I don't. I don't mind. Op. 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 I, I, I think if you take like, I know there's like the non-competitive players out there. You know, but as soon as you decide to take high elves. You've gone for one of the most powerful armies, even if you take a non-competitive list. I say that in quotes. <laughs> um, you know, I've got my fingers up in the air. It's like non-competitive. It's still a very. It's going to be a very strong list. You know, no matter what. You know, so. Um, um, but yeah, I think higher. Well, it's obvious that higher are going to be good. But not the best. Let's just get no, they're, not, they're definitely not the strongest. They're not the strongest. No, there's. It's hard to say because, but I, I, I think personally that yeah, the white lion horde's like really good, but there are ways around it, and I've kind of like made it my mission to. Whenever I write an army list, 
now, I go, can this deal with Alario and the White Lion Horde? <laughs> and it will only get saved if it can. Um, um, Is this hour three on the toilet? Like, cancel that? No. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, like, for example, my demon army, um, that I think you've seen on the channel, maybe, is like really, really strong. Okay. And I'd say that's my strongest army. It's stronger than my high elf army against the majority of other armies. So arguably that demon army is is stronger than high elves, right? Demons are stronger than high elves, but obviously high elves of the 50 point magic banner of doom, which screws up demons. So, <laughs> you know, um, but. Yeah, I, I don't think I think high elves are really, really strong. Definitely, you know, you, you can't say they're not, but I don't think they're the strongest. No. I am. Um, I, well, every time I've used it, and you think, "Oh, this is going to be easy," but something <laughs> happens that just gums your plans up. Or um, was it the first you didn't go to the Worcester one. No, I haven't. Two years ago, was no, it? That was a good tournament. Um, in fact, all the tournaments I've been to have been good. But that was like, it was three games that really sort of, I think, pushed me. Because mm. the first one I was playing, Dark Elves, who had, and he had a um, Cauldron, which, Death Star, Witch Elf, which elf yeah. thing. And I was like, I, you know, you make a decision, like, and you say you, you, you total these things up in your head. And like, I don't think they're. Um, White Lions win this because <laughs> they're not re-rolling. They haven't got hatred. They're not getting that many attacks. Um, they're not wearing strong armor and they don't use magical attacks. Yeah. So I don't think they win this. So it's just like a battle of maneuver to, to get the, yeah. the Death Stars away from the other Death Star and into the other units and sort mm. of chop through them for the points. So that was interesting. And then the next game I played... Um, against Wood Elves, which I, I think I had very little ex or no experience against them. And it's like, what the hell do you do here? Like, I've got a block of massive block of infantry, which is meant to hit another block of infantry and kill it. But there's nothing <laughs> to aim at. There is nothing to point this army at because they're all mm. they're all over the place. So it's like, um, right, so you've got to get across the board. You've got to find something to to aim the, the army at and, and try and cut through it that way. Because once you touch them, they'll, they'll evaporate. But mm. It's actually getting there and you're getting shot to bits. And like, this is totally different. This is new. And then I was playing against the Skaven list and that was like, well, you know, mad Skaven are. Um, but, with, uh, but all that good stuff does magical attacks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but they're, they're, they've got their mad magic and you can cast it into stuff and like I think at the end there was like a thin band of maybe I don't know 17 white lions left fighting against this <laughs> massive what, the entire army was just right this is all that's left but they're stubborn and they don't break well they, they shouldn't break um and it was just like what 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 hell has this high elf general had to go through to go through all this stuff so it's it's always bordering on narrative but that was a lot of fun I I think what what else have you know they have a, they've had a tough break with eighth edition you know they're not great but I played against a very good Wood Elf player at Triple Crown and I was thinking to myself oh, this is easy 
you know, because I was looking at his army and it was like full of archers with like magical shots. And I was like, well, they're magical attacks. You don't get two at ward save. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you also get a really good armor save. But then I forgot that the the lion cloak doesn't work against magical shooting. So you only get your ward save, right? So I was like, oh, that's fine. I only get my ward save. But looking at his army list, this guy obviously designed his wood elf army to defeat the the frost, the two frost hearts, and <laughs> the banner of the world dragon list. And I was so, like, has he got a counterpart in the in the wood elf? I, I honestly, well, he he he's part of the um, I can't remember their name, but the team the team who organizes the tournament and does the rules, the committee. He's part of that team. So he's he's obviously you know he, he's a good player. I wish I'd remember his name because he was a really nice guy as well. And we had a, like a proper slugfest in that game. And I think he got like a minor win from it because of the points at the end. Um, I failed a seven inch charge on a um, on a frosty, and uh, I needed to roll a seven on free on the free dice, but <laughs> I rolled like a two two and a one, um, and that would have made it a draw. But um, the what what he did was a really really good combo, and I've never forgotten it. And it always goes into any Wood Elf list that I write now, and it was he took two level four spell singers right and i was like why <laughs> you know like why would you do that and one had uh the law of undeath which i don't agree with but fair enough and one had um law of high magic and i was like okay this this is interesting and he he rolled for his spells and he he got um, obviously arcane unforging, and he so he arcane unforging the banner of the world dragon, right? And he could he didn't care about miscasting because the lore attribute for high elves is um, you obviously get plus one ward save, and then the lore attribute for lizard moon on high magic is you can forget that spell and take one from the laws of magic, but for wood elves you get a, like a token on your unit and for every time you cast a spell you you can stack up these tokens and then if you ever cause wounds on the unit you can remove the tokens to save your wounds right and so he like casting all these little spells and you know i didn't give a shit about it and then he like stacked up these tokens and then he threw six dice at an arcane on forging miscast but he didn't care because he had all these tokens saved up to discount all the wounds and then he arcane unforging the banner on the unit, and I was like, okay, well, you know, fair enough. But then he started shooting me with the magical arrows, and it was like, well, I don't get the lion cloak because that only works against mundane shooting, and I don't get Elarial's five upward save because that only works against mundane attack. And so all of a sudden, my white lion unit was getting shredded. <laughs> like, you know, within, with, I think by the end of turn three, beginning of turn four, it was dead, the whole unit. You know, and I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, uh, it was absolutely crazy. Um, that's, a, look- that's a horrible yeah. feeling, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, that, that thing I was relying on is now completely destroyed. So. Yeah, adapt, it... overcome. <laughs> well, and I, I, I nearly managed. So even though I'd like 
lost like this huge thing. I nearly managed to scrape a draw from it um, using the rest of the army, but um, which shows how powerful high elves are, even without that combo. Um, allegedly, but, allegedly, <laughs> it's a pro high elf podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, wood wood elves they they get a bad rep, but they they do have some very very very. Um, nasty tricks up their sleeve, definitely. Right, you mentioned the law of undeath there. Um, yeah. What what was your opinion on the end times then? What in what the story or the rules? Mm, but I mean, actually, I'll, I'll, are you more the pure gaming, or do you like the fluff side of it as well? I, I do like the fluff. I'm into the fluff. I'm not into it. As much as you, when you can, you know, name all Phoenix, all the Phoenix <laughs> Kings in order, you know, going back to an Arion. It's a but... very useful skill that. <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to be on Mastermind. It's like the well, Phoenix Kings. <laughs> I, I, I think there needs to be a, you know, it's Triple Crown because it's, um, uh, it's like your tournament, your points in winning your tournament list and the painting, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the three. There should be Quadruple Crown where you have to do a quiz at the end about your faction <laughs> you, you know when i used to go to grand tournament uh, uh what they used to do is you play three games on the saturday two games on the sunday which is like the standard thing but what they do is they'd hold a quiz in bookman's bar on the evening yeah, you know, that's, they, that appeals to me <laughs> yeah you, you, so you'd go in bookman's bar you know get hammered and you know argue with people about <laughs> <laughs> stuff that doesn't exist <laughs> you know, really, you know, uh, but... you're slipping more and more into a fantasy world <laughs> like, I, I actually have an opinion on which phoenix king is the best actually calador the um, the conqueror is clearly better than uh, tethers because like, <laughs> he won this battle where, like, and he never he was never tempted by the sword of king. like what, what the hell are you talking about <laughs> No, I couldn't. I couldn't go into that depth. I, you know, I have a very broad knowledge of of the fluff, um, which is very helpful. And I do love the fluff. I, you know, I've read some of the novels and and stuff like that. And I always read the fluff in the army books, but that's as far as my fluff knowledge goes. You know, um, and but in term in terms of the end times, I've I've got all the end times books in hardback. You know the proper hardback ones in the hardback boxes that they came out with are very. Uh, are they out of my somewhere? Because they're, no, they're quite, they're, quite they're expensive my, now, aren't they? They're on my they're on my shelf, um, and I've got every single like eighth edition army book as well. You know that kind of thing. I wanted to make sure that when you know when I when I heard the eighth edition was disappearing, I was like, right, I need to get every set of magic cards. I need to get every army book. You know. Now I've got three sets of magic cards just in case, <laughs> you know. So, um, but in terms of the fluff, um, in regards to end times, I'm looking at my shelf now. Glockkin was good, I thought Nagash was brilliant. Um, Fanquil and Kane, and it was the last one, Archeon or something. Um, n- no, um, like, uh, uh like. You know, people won't be able to tell, but if you look at my Discord like um, symbol, it's Archeon, right? Um, on his horse, not on his dragon, on his horse, 
And for purists out there. Yeah, and my logo for the Toy Soldier Tales is based on Archeon. I couldn't do it exactly like Archeon because of copyright, but it's based say, on do it. You wanna, do you want to disclaim this in case the lawyers are listening? <laughs> no, I, you know, you know, I can't base it. I can't be exactly him because of copyright. You know, so um, the guys who designed the logo for me made it like, you know, copyright, you know, okay or whatever. So, um, so Archeon, I like absolutely love him. You know, I've played. D and D characters based upon him, you know. I I love him, um, which is weird to say. But um, so, in regards to the End Times Archeon book, I like how awesome they made him. Yeah, in like they had like bloodthirsters kneeling to him, you know, and and things like that because he's just a badass. You know, he is awesome. <laughs> and then, um, but I didn't like the way the story ended. <laughs> you know, who could you know but uh, it, I like that like they made him it was strange for me because um you know I said I sort of got into eighth and then there was a bit of a drop off and I got back into it but that was after this had all happened so I was going to the shop going like what the hell is Age of Sigma like what what what's happened oh. why is it on round bases then you read like the world blew up <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute skip back here How did that happened uh, I, I, I don't want to get like drawn into that because <laughs> um so some of my closest friends um you know tease me to this day about age of sigma and you know i'll I'll post pictures of models on square bases and they're like oh it's on the wrong base you know <laughs> you know and all this stuff and yeah, they're always... you, can, you can say no yours is on the wrong place <laughs> well, I'm just you know they're just doing it to trigger me you know and actually your base is wrong because it's red <laughs> um but yeah, it, it's like um, it, I just couldn't. I, I tried to play it, and I just couldn't. But that's that's all I got to say about it. One thing I'm really happy about, and obviously every big thing is you know the announcement of the old world. Uh, yes, and I'd I'd like to just you know I'm you know thank everyone in the community, but you know for keeping the game alive. You know people like yourself. Um, people like Mark Pete who hosts tournaments. People like Graham who hosts tournaments. Um, you know the well, Triple that, Crown guys. That Champions of Destiny page has sort of been the yeah. one of the holdouts for the game. You know, uh, Damien as well because I think Damien is admin of about twenty different <laughs> like Warhammer pages, and so you know, people this this community wouldn't have survived with without people like that. And so you know, obviously, big shout out to them. But I tell you what, one of my biggest shout-outs, and I think one of the things that has saved Warhammer fantasy is Total War, Total War Warhammer. Yeah. And how and how successful Absolutely. that's been. And, you know, if that hadn't have been so successful, I don't think we would be getting an old world. You know? I was talking about this, um, and it's like, the timing of it, it, I don't think they had another choice because we've just blew the world up and then <laughs> given the license to Creative Assembly, who create, I think, the best game they've ever done and probably will ever do. And they must have, I can only imagine that people come in saying, Oh, I've played the game. Uh, it's based on the models. Uh, can we buy the models? Mm. What the hell? <laughs> you no. no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Like, What's this how whole much... top? <laughs> <laughs> how much money did they lose, or not lose, but not 
make because people have i want to buy this stuff where is it oh it doesn't really exist anymore uh it, it was ended before total war um I, was a thing i i can't obviously i, I don't have to agree with games workshop's decision but i can understand the decision they made at the time okay, oh absolutely a, it, didn't, and, didn't make money yeah, it didn't make money, and you know, Age of Sigmar has obviously made money. Um, but you know, Games Workshop is the most profitable it's ever been. You know, it, it's flying high. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, good for them. You know, and and they, they produce the the best models on the market. You know, so I'm I'm all f- I you know Games Workshop. You know, good for you, right? Um, you know, send me some models to review on my channel. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't haul your channel for free stuff <laughs> on my channel. I told you I was a whore. And then, <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, good for them. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't necessarily have to agree with it. But, you know, I didn't like the decision. But, you know, they, they made that decision. They've obviously made money off it. But I just don't think... Because they've done obviously other warhammer games you know there's been loads you know dawn of war or space hulk or battlefleet gothic you know and all these things like let's take battlefleet gothic or space hulk for instance right those two games came out and they've done well and they're all right games but they've not blown up you know they're not these big blown up games like warhammer 2 blew up you know it's like warhammer 2 everywhere you know, hundreds of YouTube channels dedicated to producing content on it. Um, I think it's amazing that they're still, or up to very recently, we're still doing DLC for it. And that game is coming up to five years old, I think. It's, it's, um, I, you know what? I think it's about four years old. And I, I tell you why. Because uh, my son's four. And I remember playing it. Um, the you know for the, the, the like the first time when when he just before he was born slash when he was born so, so yeah maybe the, four the or five sweets had a uh, total war well the thing was it was like I I remember like my missus was like pregnant or with the baby and I felt bad about being in my little office you know playing the game. Um, and, you know, while she's obviously like either pregnant or looking after the baby, so 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 what I did was I moved my PC into the living room. <laughs> you know, so I could, oh, what a modern so, man you are! So I could so so I could sit there and just be like, oh yeah, I'll just pause this, you know, and, you know, I, I'm I'm doing this for you, you know. Oh, yeah. What what a sacrifice I have made! <laughs> I've moved my desk four foot into another room. Oh, I didn't move the desk. I just put just, I, right. I put I put it on the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> you she's do. very lucky. What a lucky woman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, she she's great. She's been really supportive. So, um, but no, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, thank you also to well, I was going with this. You know, thank you to also Creative Assembly. You know, because if they hadn't produced such an amazing game, as I said, I don't think we'd been getting the old world so i i think they've um not screwed themselves but i've played their um uh was it three kingdoms and i oh, I've, and it's like 40 pound or something it was and I, I was playing it for about half an hour then there's no dragons there's no magic it's, 
<laughs> turn this I, off. I'm going back to Total War. Couldn't stand, that. couldn't stand the Three Kingdoms because I used to play... Going off Warhammer for a second, I used to play Dynasty Warriors. Um, you know, on like Xbox and PlayStation and stuff like that, which was what you know it, it's based upon the Three Kingdoms saga or legacy or tale ever. So that Three Kingdoms was based upon that, and so I knew all the characters before yeah. going into the game because it's all the same characters, it's all the same maps, it's all the same places, it's all the same events, and I was like, oh yeah, the combining. Oh, it's a sorry, it's the the Three Kingdoms romance, I think it's called. Or Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Combining that with Turtle War, oh, it's going to work. Yeah, I, I think I've got maybe an hour <laughs> of playtime on it, you know. Um, and then as I, I did the same as you, I went straight back to Warhammer. And I was like, like yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's more realistic, but. Where's the, get, yeah, we'll go back. We'll get the Swordmaster in and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I can't. I can't. I've probably. Yeah, I, I think I've got something like five to six hundred hours on Warhammer. I, I don't even want to look. <laughs> well, how much of this of my life has been absorbed with playing this game? Well, just think about how much of your life has been absorbed by Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, well, actually, I don't mind. <laughs> some kind of like this is a um, like a, almost they're in the closet about this hobby. And like I, I'm the total opposite. I will I will openly bore people to death talking about an Arion and uh, Carl Franz and Sigma and how it all happened. And I'm not asked. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, like, yeah. I- I'm really glad we're going to get an old world, and you know, I'm, if it's on Square Bases, I'll I'll jump on it when it comes out. But well, know, it, they teased it, but how how accurate is that tease? I don't know. My my only my only thing with it is, so I, I again I was working for Games Workshop when War of the Ring came out, okay, and they turned they tried to turn the Lord of the Rings skirmish game into a battle game. Yeah. Um and you know, Age of Sigmar is arguably a skirmish game. It's not a battle game in my opinion. And um they, you know, they may try and turn that I know it's the old world and they're not, but they may try and turn that rule set into a battle game. Okay. So they the problem with the War of the Ring, great idea, but the problem with it was the rule book was shoddy. Right. It, it, it if it was a movie it'd be full of plot holes. You know, it there was just so much inconsistency in the rules and the play and the units and everything like that. And so, and that, that was one of the things that turned me off with Age of Sigmar is I read the rule book and and I went, this doesn't make sense. Um, but to and, be fair, the, the, this is like a four year development cycle for the old and, world, isn't it? And, yeah, and and that's why you know I'm probably going to jump on it. Um, when it comes out, but I just hope, and I'm glad, and I just hope, I'm glad that they are. I hope that it works. The they, you know, just spend some time and care and produce a good quality, non-rushed product that comes out, and you can read it and you can pick it up and go, that's the Warhammer that I remember. Um, you know, with new and improved tweaks. You know, on maybe on how to make the game quicker. 
But I think one of the things with what they tried to change was they tried to make games quicker. And it's like, yeah, and it's like, oh, you want to get um, a game done in 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 forty minutes? And I'm like, no, I I want to spend two and a half hours playing a game of Warhammer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, you, I'm with you on that. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to get the game done in forty minutes. So I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you know. Um, in in forty k, they've now shrank the standard game size, uh, the table size. What's the table size now? Uh, well, it's something like you can play it. Depending on the points values, expands and shortens. But it's it's not like a foot off at least each um, each dimension, and I think the smallest is like four by four. Well, like, um, yeah, okay. So like, it, that totally changes because it now makes mid range things very powerful. Um, yeah. But I I don't want them to do that. Um, no, like you, you know they they've done games like Warcry, and you know, I don't mind Warcry. It's a, it's a pretty pretty nice little skirmish game you know completely different rule set to you know a lot of other games and i play that for what it is it isn't a replacement of warhammer you know it's a little skirmish game right and you know that that's fine you know i'm happy with that and yeah it's on a little two like two foot by two foot board or something like that yeah fine i can get on board with that blood bowl it's a little little board that's what it's for play that i don't want to play a battle on a little board, and I don't want to play with two units or three units. I want to play with, as we were saying at the beginning, I want to play with 100 models. I want to play with 200 models. I want to fight a 500 Skaven. (laughs) (laughs) And then set them on fire. (laughs) You know, so I I just hope that uh, I I, I hope that they don't go too too far away from it, but I can't deny, like, you know, Games Workshop they can get a lot of flack about their rules and maybe about their content, but you can't deny the quality of miniatures that they... Okay. Sorry. Quality of miniatures, yes. Questionable design decisions is also yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's all... People like... I I like complaining about everything. Just people like to complain, like... But really, they're churning out stuff that people like to play and like to buy. Mm. So, yeah, complain, don't complain. I know I'm guilty of it, but ultimately, I'm still going to give them a load of money. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, that's that's where I'll end up. <laughs> just, just accept it. Just come to terms with it. Um, we've said how great eighth was however there are some rules that um keep coming up as things that were a problem with eighth uh, yeah. and i don't know if you agree um now people complain about steadfast mm-hmm. which is if you've got more ranks than the opposing unit you are effectively stubborn you roll on your unmodified leadership yeah i haven't got a problem with that rule uh, as my response to that is do you remember cav hammer in sixth edition uh, as i said i only really played seventh edition right so um... well, they, they didn't in six they didn't have step up and there wasn't steadfast so cavalry unit goes straight in charges always go first so cavalry unit hits a unit if you kill and what the number of them in the front rank so if it's a five rank unit if you kill at least five models that unit then can't strike back so it can't affect any mo- wounds on you. There's no step. I think, that, I think that was the same in seventh, though. Was it? There's no step. Yeah. yeah. 
And even if you've got like a massive unit, uh, which is only taking a like, relatively small amount of wounds, it then breaks, and then the, the cavalry unit charges into the next unit along and just rolls the line up. So yeah. cavalry was like, so they, they purposely went for an infantry strong 8th edition, which ties into why it failed, because to get a massive unit infantry unit, you require a 50 strong infantry unit to use horde and steadfast and stuff, which is too expensive. I've, I've, I, okay, here's my thing about it, right? <laughs> okay. Um, when I first looked at steadfast, I was like, that's overpowered, just looking at it on paper, because you get plus three for your rank bonus just off the bat. Yeah. And then you're also getting steadfast. So that's going to make it really hard to break that unit because of, you know, ranks, combat res, and, and whatnot. Um, but there's there's a, there's a few counters I've got to that as well. I don't mind it. Like my overall thing is I don't mind it. There's a few counters to it, okay? Um, my first counter is a rules counter, which is, yeah, you, you don't get steadfast in woods. You know, that makes sense because, you know, you're disrupting everything. I don't think you get steadfast when you're disrupted, so that's, like, another thing. No, and if then, you get something on the side with two ranks of five, then you don't get, yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. And then... Oh, dear. So, I might be wrong there. And then the um, the other one is that they produced unit wiping spells. <laughs> yeah, so... That's that's point two coming up. Quite <laughs> yeah, so so the, you know, so there's quite a lot of counters built into the game before you even consider army lists and models that that you know that that you know perform ineffective against steadfast. So yeah, I'm not I'm not too fussed about it. My other thing as well is is when you know if there's anyone who used to play in the tournament scene in seventh, if you want to play armies where you've got Col Franz on a dragon, two, you know, two steam tanks, thirty handgunners, and and four cannons. If that's the kind of games you want to play, yeah, fine. Because you know that's that's what the kind that's the armies you were getting in that edition. You know, ranks didn't really matter. You know, I think it, it, you know you weren't getting. It was all just about cavalry. It was all about monsters. It was all about heroes. And so they went. Right, well, how do we make this like I say realistic for you know for a game based upon magic and stuff? But you know, if you looked at old medieval things like infantry won battles, so I think I'd rather see big units of infantry battling it out than Carl Franz, two steam tanks, four cannons, and 30 <laughs> angulars, you know? That, that, so, that's again like when I was saying before, I like the it makes you feel like commander battle. Um, a, a big block of infantry, like a phalanx, um, it doesn't break unless you dis- like unless you do disrupt it. That's the idea. It's a big block of infantry that is going to stay put and roll yeah. over things. Yeah. So you, you know, you, you hit that this, with, with one cavalry unit. It doesn't just collapse unless you do it in the side of the rear. So, and then what you were saying about um, that, that brings you onto the horde. Now that's again, I don't mind horde. Um, it, it's like the high risk, high reward thing. Yeah, you're going to put all your a vast quantity of points into this massive unit, but you yeah. cast like dwellers below. Purple sun. Yeah, purple sun. 
and then that's just it's 50 percent of it is wiped out before yeah. you've even t- t- made contact with the enemy yeah. so i don't mind i don't mind that either no exactly and i think that's the thing you know you, yeah you can you can com- like we can all complain about the prices because it was like all oh, right i want to take a unit of 50 halberdiers what size boxes are coming 10 <laughs> right um okay how, how many points is 10 halberdiers <laughs> seven, seven, 70 points or whatever 60 points and so you better oh, have a mortgage much, statement here before you yeah, go to the GW. How many how much money is ten halberdiers? Oh, I think it was like fifteen quid at the time. So all of a sudden you've got I'm I'm not talk I'm not doing the witch elf argument because we all know that was the worst, but you know them worth five, No, you got five. ten you got ten in the box for like twenty quid. <laughs> you know, but you know, and but like halberdiers, for instance, it's like uh you know, really dirt cheap unit. You only get ten in a box. You, to make them effective, you have to take like fifty of them. So you have to spend seventy-five quid on a three hundred fifty-point unit. You know, so we can all complain about the prices all you want, but I would rather use and play against fifty halberdiers than multiple small units. Yeah, that's me personally. That's that's my preference. MSU was big in six as well. That, that that's a bit I didn't like it. I still play MSU to be fair in eighth edition with with some armies. You know, some armies do work well better with MSU. Obviously, Wood Elves being one of them. You know, you're not going to take a horde of you know anything. <laughs> Wood Elves, so you know, but um, you know, I'd, I you know, you, everyone looks at the artwork. Everyone looks at the Warhammer rule book, and they open it up and they see the set pieces. You know, you look at the artwork and you see these armies, and I think they've designed in eighth edition what well, they designed a rule system based upon that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think I, it did well. Again, no problem with that either. Uh, this might be one: um, the strength of cannons in the game. Yeah, that's because you've got pre-measuring coming on to that. Yeah, so like. Cannons have always been good, right? The problem with cannons in previous editions is you have to know trigonometry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so for a brand new player getting into the game, it was sometimes difficult to work out how, how to hit something with a cannon from across the table. The argument being with that, well, you know, as you become a more veteran player, it becomes, you know, piss easy. Um, yeah, it's the months of being pasted without being able to master yeah, it to yeah, get but, to that point. Hey, but me and you grew up in the old days where you had to spend months of pain before you got good, right? And I was a Lizardman player at that point, which didn't really have any kind of. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, like for me, you know, I, I, when I was a kid, I used to get pasted at Warhammer all the time, right? And but, you know, you know, you you take you take your losses and you take your wins. You know, the the few you got at the time, but you learned the game. You you learned how to become a competent general. Now cannons have turned into where you could point, click, and destroy. The 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 other really thing about cannons being overpowered is, I say, I don't mind the D six wounds. Um, was that 
um, and why people say cannons are overpowered is monsters got a nerf against hordes and steadfast. Fair enough. Um, the other thing is, is uh, so they got nerfed against hordes and steadfast. They got nerfed against cannons because cannons can now point and click on them. But the other thing was about characters riding monsters. So This is the biggest problem I have because even yeah. though it's a line... Uh, where the cannonball goes, there's a template in the rules, which means they, it hits everything under it. See, they should have they should have taken that out, uh, or they should have eroded that. Obviously, I think that's you know tournament organizers should look at that maybe and um, well, I'm sure they'll listen to this podcast. So, yeah. Well, great, Graham hosts <laughs> tournaments, so like with Graham, I think he said right. Well, we'll change it to like D three plus one wounds rather than D six wounds. Right. Okay. Well, D three plus one, I think, makes it more reliable. But you know, <laughs> you're never going to roll a one, are you? Um, but um, you know, I think the best way of eratering that or changing it is to to take it back and go on a five or six, it hits the guy, and then a one, two, through to four, it hits the hits the monster. You know, well, that's just, just the normal shooting scatter. They, they should just do it like that. It's yeah. the same. You know. The the actual thing for fire in the cannon, fair enough. If you're not going to remove pre-measuring, which you shouldn't, because the whole game is based on it, um, even if I don't like it. Um, but you should just make it one through to four hits the monster, five six hits the character. That's have it. you have you heard the um, the thing where you don't measure at all? You just if you're the cannon, you just point to somewhere. You don't measure it. You just point to somewhere in the battlefield and say that's where the bam starts. Um, what I don't like. Is where people say, uh, I'm, "I'm gonna go ten inches from the back of your model." Yeah, that, that's what. That's <laughs> what. <it's, laughs> they don't. They don't even get their tape measure out. Don't have to look at you. Where's the back of your model? Well, ten inches from that. Yeah, they, 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 and then they even go, "I'm gonna bounce here and then go here." You know, in like sixth, seventh edition, you'd go right. I think your unit's about thirty inches away. And so with my thing, you know, I'll, I'll say six. So I'm going to guess 24, right? Because I guess, I think you're about 30. So I'm going to guess 24. I'm going to roll the dice. Oh, I've got a four. And now hopefully it's going to bounce into you. Yeah. So that's good. I, I can, I can agree with that, but it wasn't, it was never, oh, I'm going to go 10 inches from the back <laughs> of your base. Imagine how easy it would be to uh, to be an artilleryman if you just go, just fire at 10 from the back of that over there. Like, <laughs> you don't have to calculate anything. I, I, I like, you know, people counter arguments at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, but what, when you're building your empire army, why would you hire such inexperienced gun crews? Surely they would know the distances. And I'm like, have you been in the Warhammer world? None of the gun crews survive long enough to <laughs> to to ever be in a second battle <laughs> yeah but there's there's all sorts of compromises made for gameplay like i know this has been high elf heavy but high elf mages know all the laws of magic yeah but they just pick one if you said you are law master everything every high elf <laughs> mage is law master everything that might be a bit strong <laughs> yeah i know i know I don't know, it, it, but yeah, cannons. Uh, yes, they are overpowered. What can we do? Um, well, you've got homebrew rules. There's multiple things you could you could go D three plus one. You can um, do 
or you could do the one to four hits to monster, five or six hits to character. I think that works out best, you know. So you think that's yeah. got to be a even the best artillery captain in the warm world to fire a cannon so it hits both the rider and the monster. That that's quite a that's quite a shot. Well, didn't you know that war the Warhammer monsters and their riders are like the sand people from Star Wars <laughs> and they and they always walk in single file. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I there's no change in the trajectory. It, it doesn't hitting the dragon doesn't change the arc of the ball. It just cuts through both. Yeah. Like, I can understand it from like a stone thrower perspective because the stone thrower is coming from above. But you know, if they were on the floor, but if they're flying, then then which you know, forget all that on a roll. If I was going to do homebrew rules, which I don't because we play on the channel, one to four hits the monster, five or six hits the character. Done. That make it much better for people, and you might actually see characters on monsters. Yeah, that, I think I'd be. A- they should have wrote of that if the game wasn't dead. Yeah. Uh, Just put it in comps packs. Yeah. You know? Tournament, you know, then I've got a big following or not in tournament organizers. What else is... Oh, yeah, because I've got my... Um, it's been extremely high off early. I've got my um, Prince on Star Dragon, which is a 660-point load of nonsense. Got, like Star Lance and all that stuff. Oh, too, I think I gave him the Giant Blade, because... Um, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To tool him up to the max, and um, he's a, he's funny. I've only used him once because he was in a it was a bit more less competitive list. I was taking to Arm World, and it just gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not complaining because it's a game, and you know I, I've no doubt been in a different position where you kill people's favorite units quite quickly. But I'd like him to get a few rounds of combat in, you know. Mm. And, yeah, and it's uh, it's funny. I don't normally take uh, characters on monsters or anything anymore because because of that kind of stuff. Um, my most recent Tomb Kings list is very different, though. But I'm not taking Tomb Kings to be competitive. So <laughs> <laughs> if you like, can be a competitive Tomb Kings list, that's quite a challenge. You can. There, there is like certain recipes, um, but. Yeah, I, mine mine's not competitive. <laughs> so, but it's it's based upon uh, Warhammer Two. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've built it based on that. So. Is it the Bow Ishabti list that's so good in Warhammer? No, II? no. So in Warhammer Two, when for people who don't know, when your character gets to a certain level, you can put them on mounts. So I always stick mine if I'm playing, you know, as Tomb Kings. I always put mine on Sphinxes. Right, because I think it's really great, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it just loved the way that like these little stone metal cats just like prancing around, you know, like killing them. It's like they're playing with their food. It's great. So uh, my uh, Tomb Kings list that I'm, you know, in building, and you know, I'll be posting pictures of it soon. Um, it's got um, a Tomb King on Sphinx, a Tomb Prince on Sphinx, and two Sphinxes. So it's like, you know, it's, it's just about... Um, Sphinx spam. Well, it is, it's just like four Sphinxes, a whole bunch of archers, one wizard, because like because you always take in Warhammer 2, if you've got like a combat lord, 
for your army, you you only have one. You know, usually you'd only have one hero hero level wizard, right? So that's what I've done. <laughs> you know, I've taken a hero level wizard. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, so it is it is really really based off uh, a Warhammer might be a way I play Warhammer too. So it's um, but it's got characters and monsters on it. So um, I am not looking forward to coming up against someone who you know takes out. My, my my tomb king on turn one, you know, Just, uh, so, ten from the back, ten from through. ten from the back of that sphinx, you know, yeah. and he's got he's got like a five inch base, so he's bound to hit it, you know. <laughs> two and then another two. That's the only way you can fail. Ugh. Well, misfire. Uh, what other rule didn't? I think that was it. Really, that's the three that you usually get complaints about. This is um. Yeah, like I would say, like cannons, people complain about a lot. There's one rule that I've abused before that people complain about as well. Um, oh. So I have a dark elf army, and in it, I take um, a unit of ten um, doomfire warlocks, and well, this is one of my many dark elf lists, but in the most competitive one, I take a unit of 10 Doomfire Warlocks with four Masters on Dark Steed with one-up saves. I've seen this uh, done before. <laughs> yeah, we went to that tournament in, in what's it? Uh, in, I think it was Sheffield or something. And um, so what you do is you put all your characters at the front uh, and the champion of the unit, right, in, in combat. And the wizard just sits in the pack, just like do what they do. And they go, Oh, I'm gonna hit the unit. It's like, well, you can't. And it's like, <laughs> why? And it's like, well, you're only in combat with characters. <laughs> and it's like, what about the champion? And it's like, oh, well, the champion, well, could be a number of things. One, if you attack the champion, you have to declare that you're attacking the champion, not the unit. And so you can't attack the unit through the champion. But also the champion is more than likely gonna be in a challenge, so you can't attack him anyway. So you can only attack the one up armor save, you know, ma- you know, the masters, and then you know you ha- these guys have to split their attacks against this one, and these guys have to split their attacks against this one. That rules, shite, and you- and it's shite. I'm not going to lie, it's shite. You know, uh, it's the same when you play an ogre bus, and all of the it's sudden, the same. Ogre that they push all the characters. You know, to, all uh... the characters just come to the front. It's the same when you play Bretonians, and all the Bretonian characters are in the front <laughs> rank. You know, and it's like, oh, I've got. Three ninety-point paladins, um, who are at, who are at the front, and you have to kill them before you can. It, that's a that's the bullshit rule. There you go. That's that's another one for your list. Is um, you can't hit the unit. And I remember I was playing. I was playing in that tournament in Sheffield, um, and my unit, my unit of dark riders, got charged by a a, a Bretonian unit. And I wasn't bothered. I was like, yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> you know, because, you know, of what I've got in the front rank. And um, the guy was like, oh, I'm going to attack the unit. I was like, no, you can't. And he's like, why? And I told him the rule. And he was like, oh, that's shit. And I went, I know, but that's the rule. <laughs> he, you know, and he was like... It's a letter in the law. <laughs> yeah, it is, you know. And so um, this, this is the only tournament I've ever been bitter at. And so... The guy went to the the guy who was running the tournament. I'm not naming any names. 
went to the guy who went to the guy who was running the tournament, who you know who I like and is a good guy, and was told him the rule, and he went, "Oh no, that's bollocks. Yeah, you can hit the unit." And I went, "Hold on a second, no, he can't." And he's like, "Yeah, it's in the rules pack." And I'm like, "No, it's not. Not in the rules pack." And then I was like, "You know what? I just can't. I can't be asked to argue." Okay, <laughs> you know, I, I was up until three a.m. last night painting. You know, and then driven here today. You know, I can't be asked to argue. And so he attacked the unit, killed it, and overran my four masters and my wizard, right? And I was like, all right, that's game lost. You know, but, um, you know, yeah, it's a bullshit rule. If you are not going to play by that rule, please state it in your rules pack <laughs> prior to the tournament. Um, but I'm not sure how many vendettas were trying to settle on this. Uh, this <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's just one of those rules and, yeah, just just say to people you can always attack the unit and um, pass characters um, if you want to do that. Um, that that's that's fine um, because it stops this whole cheesemongering from players like me. So, <laughs> and that's uh, that's a, an interesting combination of a um, chess application to. Uh, army lists plus exploitation of rules, which pro- <laughs> which probably weren't meant to be done. I don't think the designers thought, "Oh, this could happen. We'll stick it in anyway." Yeah, well, it, it, uh, <laughs> sometimes I think when they play test these games, they should get people like me to do it because break, break this game. They do it with um, uh, like tech people don't like see if you can hack this website. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like, yeah, see if you can break this. Okay, <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, go do it. And and then they can make a real design decision about whether they want to do it or not. Um, I, I don't but, think, think that's, I think that's worse. People like me who go, go, I couldn't think of this, but that looks pretty good. I'm going to copy it. <laughs> you know, but I, I've... It's uh, just try. I can't think of any other rules off the top of my head that are wrong. There was the one that got me, which I thought was hilarious when the rule book first came out, and it was it was the wording of always strikes first until it got eroded. Oh, uh, re-roll failed hits or so it was it. No, it was re-roll failed misses. Failed misses, that's right. And it was like so a failed miss is, is a hit. <laughs> so. If I have to re, I have to wait. I have to re-roll my hits. <laughs> you know how is that a benefit? You're so skilled that you can't hit very well. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just going to dance my sword around you. <laughs> you know, like, oh, look how skilled I am. But no, it's like things like that. You know, those kinds of things should be should be read. But I understand that people have deadlines, and you know, there's certain um, you know commercial reasons as to as to why you would skip things, but. You know, I, I I work in IT projects. I know, so um, yeah. There was, like, a, there was a thing with um, Occam's Mind Razor where the rule before it was eroded was like it, it was only when rolling to wound. So like, yeah. it wouldn't affect the armor save. But like that, that's right. Rules rules as rules as written, it's it doesn't affect the armor save. But that's eroded later to say, oh, actually, it does affect the armor. Yeah, yeah, because. Yeah, I called that out once, and then someone was like, oh, have you read this? And I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> was it me? Because I've, I've corrected somebody on uh, that. It was Steve. Oh, right, okay. You know, um, Steve, the rules lawyer, he's worse than I am, you know. Um, I've played him at, um, I forget what army he was, um, at Sheffield, 
and I was it? I know I know this exact thing because I, I was listening to your last podcast. Oh, sorry, I've told this story. Yeah, yeah, episode eight with episode Graham. eight was not seven, not six. Yeah, go, <laughs> you, go and watch it, folks. It's very entertaining. <laughs> but in part one, um, you mentioned it, and he was using his uh, worries of chaos. Uh, monster army and you'd killed Kolek and yes, you thought, that was oh it. yeah I've won this and, then, <laughs> and then, because I I remember I was playing further down and uh, my game finished early and I like so I was like oh how is it going because obviously I know both of you and, and then you were like I've killed his big thing and I was like alright go and I looked at Steve and I was like Steve how is it going and he's like shook his head as if to say it's not going well. And then and I was like, okay. And then and I finished my game and I saw you were like putting your models away and Steve came over and I was like, oh, how did it go, Steve? And he was like, oh, I won. And I was like, what? <laughs> how did you win? It was something to do with regenerating trolls or... Uh, <laughs> it was some bullshit. He obviously had manipulated the rules by playing them as they were intended. <laughs> that sounds like him. That does sound like him. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, Steve, Steve's like he—he he obviously appears in our podcast. Um, he he writes army lists more than I do, so he must be on the toilet all the time. And <laughs> like he um, he he comes out with some of the like strangest combinations sometimes, and I'm like, how have you thought of that? And he's like, oh well, this rule says this and i'm like all right okay, fair enough when um when house arrest was relaxed a bit last year we played mm. um triumph and treachery which is another good thing to talk about and he came in with this list which is like i think it was three blocks of like a hundred um zombies zombies and five level one necromancers <laughs> like and I, i've burnt one of them to the ash with um, fiery convocation, and within about a turn, it was back. Like, what are you supposed to do about this? <laughs> I've not played against that yet. He keeps threatening me with it, um, saying that I can't get through that many wombs, but <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> but, you um, know, when in that situation where um, it would make sense to team up against somebody, but you want the quick points, so you don't. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think Stan was ready to stab me because it's like, why aren't you going against him? Why are you attacking me? Like, well, I'd rather have the, the quick points then because I'm never going to burn through that many zombies who are worth nothing. You know, yeah. even if you kill them all, so what? <laughs> yeah, like three points a model. So, you, oh, yeah. well done. You've killed 100 zombies. Yeah. It's like 300 points. It took me five turns and a miscast and losing me mage and everything. But I got rid of that zombie unit. <laughs> Yeah, he's it's a good one for that. I've never actually, yeah, I've played Triumph and Treachery only twice, maybe three times, because um, when I get together with my mates, the obviously the most important thing is to have fun. You know, it's the rule number one of the rule book. But the um, I tried to record a game, yeah. And it's like I need to get I need to build up a bank of games to to record so I can release one a week, you know, that kind of thing. So if I can get five games recorded over a couple of days, then that's five weeks worth of content, you know? Yeah. Um so I'm always like, right, let's get a you know, let's let's play a game and record it. And so 
by the time I've recorded that game and then someone else has had a go and then someone else has maybe had a go, it's getting like quite late on. Um, and so, you know, when we play Triumph and Treachery, it's only about, you know, maybe a thousand points each, like 1500 points each. But we hardly, we, we you know, obviously, you know, both of us are all been unable to meet up. We haven't, you know, been able to play it or anything. But I do really like Triumph and Treachery. I do think it's fun, but we always gang up on the same person. No matter <laughs> no matter whether he's it's this is James who's also from the channel. Um we've got this rule in our group, in our friendship group, that James must be destroyed at all costs. <laughs> like no matter what we're playing, he has to be he has to lose. He's not allowed to win. And um and I think that's why me on um, the game I played with my demons against his orcs, I got a lot of flack for how competitive I was in that game. And I was like, you don't understand. He has to He has to lose. He can't. <laughs> he's not allowed to win. And you, you have to put a little disclaimer before I did. I, I did. I put, it, I put it in the description. <laughs> people keep still giving shit about it. But anyway, it was like, um, so no matter what he's playing or what we're playing, Everyone gangs up on him first. <laughs> it, is, it is funny, you know. But it, it is a good game, Triumph and Treachery. I think going back to mini war gaming, mini war gaming is the one the guy the guys who obviously got me to like it because they've played it quite a few times. Their their Triumph and Treachery games are, are good. Um, yeah, the one with the, the gash on it, and he's like, <laughs> "Well, when, I, <laughs> Ash is about to have a aneurysm because no one's going against Owen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just like he's just raising Manfred by the end. Yeah, of it. yeah, he's like the guy's got like four bolt throwers, and he just <laughs> doesn't. The dark elf player's got like what is it? Like four bolt throwers. He's just not firing any of them. <laughs> he's just like, oh yeah, but there's a high elf player over there, and he's like, he's got the gash. He's like, do something. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. funny. That's, that's a good. Uh, we, we played it at. Um, I think it was uh, Scott who got me into it, or Andy, or whatever. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a great game." And we played. Uh, I played with the other um, John, who was episode one, and Adam, who was episode. Don't know. <laughs> six, I think. Um, and and because of the way, because Adam's an undead player, but he. He likes zombies and the, the core units more than the stuff. So mm. you know the deployment is is small. It's like a, it's about a foot square. Yeah, I think so. He's just wedged in, so he couldn't move. He's like, well, this is easy. You can't point anything at me. So like, oh, for God's sake, I'm getting destroyed again. But yeah, it's a bad set. It's not a. But then Steve did it with 150 zombies. So I don't know how. It obviously it's not such of a. A handicap that you've wedged into this zone, but uh, no, it, it's uh, it, it's a it's a it's it's a yeah. You can't take driver treachery seriously. It's a fun game, and yeah, it's it's, you know, it's it's not meant to be. And just that, that thing where oh, I've got this perfect thing. I, I need to go first next turn. Everything went, right. You're going last. Oh, <laughs> um, right. We'll charge you, and no, there's you. There's it's, your card that says you can only half charge. Or I'm going to fire at this. Nope, that card says that that is moved and it's move or fire. Like, I, th- I think the strongest thing in that game is when you go last and then go first on the next turn. The double turn. Yeah, it, that that is, you know, <laughs> really really strong. Um, it's 
Yeah. Two rounds of magic, please, before you guys can do anything. <laughs> or two rounds of shooting if you got to shoot your army. It's like, nah. It's um yeah, a good game, but it's not something I get to play often and and I will, you know, would like to play more, but I'd also like to play more of just normal fantasy. I like to play any of it at the minute. It's like <laughs> yeah. withdrawal symptoms. Well, I think we've uh, run out of time at the minute, but um, uh, if you want, we can continue this not immediately later on because this isn't being done later on to make it appear that we intended to split the episode. Yeah. So will you come back for part two? <laughs> yeah, I'll come back for part two. Look forward to it. <laughs> well, see you next time. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>